Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Ben, oi, thanks for joining us on the show, mate. How's everything going over there? It looks like it's sunny LA. Yeah, mate. We've got uh, I live on the sort of on the beach in Santa Monica and it's a nice day. It's sort of, I think there's this nice crossover period where you know Australia and the US have similar weather, but uh, mm. even when it's cold here, it's still like 20 odd degrees. So we get down the beach. You're either running along the beach or you're swimming in it, you know. I'm not a big beach person, but um, yeah, it's pretty lovely around here. That's good. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, we're getting a lot of rain and a lot of floods and stuff at the moment. But uh Yeah, my mum and sister up in Brisbane. My my sister oh, got stuck on the bridge the other day and she's like, oh, Yeah, I'm just gonna clean my car. So she just like cleaned her car while she was waiting for the bridge to clear. Man, I hope they're all right. They're okay. Yeah, she's fine. She's oh, fine. that's good. That's really yeah. good. Yeah, this is really blasting. There we go. All right. But um, yeah, man, you're coming down uh, for supernova Melbourne which is going to be massive. I mean, uh, you've done Supernova before, right? You've been? I actually haven't, mate. It's my first time. I'm a Supernova virgin. Mate, you're going to have the best time. Uh, tell me about it. Like, I, I have no idea what I'm getting myself in for. I just know that, the, you know, the game's big and Supernova's big. And between the two, I'm going to be meeting a lot of a lot of people and we're kind of out of the pandemic, you know, by and large. So I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm vibing, mate. I'm vibing, Nev. Yeah. Are you, have you done many cons? Do you do many cons over there? No, look, during um, during the pandemic, it was all virtual stuff. So I've done a lot of virtual mm-hmm. signings, um, a lot of, yeah, nothing in person, which I'm kind of looking forward to. In fact, I know a lot of the cast of Apex Legends are just like itching to get to some cons. So I'm actually, I think uh, Anjali, who plays Rampart, she went to London um, and everyone else has just been waiting for it to sort of kick back off. So I'm, you know, no one else is allowed into Australia or not when we book this gig. So I'm yeah. the first to uh, come down there and do an Apex gig. So that's that's kind of kind of an honor. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, man. Yeah, it's going to be huge. How does a how do those uh, online signings work? So it's usually through a company called Streamly, or I do, or I'll stream through Twitch um, myself. I'll just call yeah. out and say I'll be doing a signing. Um, and streamily just have, you know, people just log on and they buy a poster of yours and then you announce your streaming and then people log into your stream and watch as you sign the poster, mm-hmm. shout out, you know, shout out to the fans. And, um, and it's sort of done that way. And they send we it do out. For Chris, and sometimes you, you do it with other characters as well. Hmm. So they'll be, you know, in zoom or in, uh, what do we use for that? Not zoom, um, on Twitch, you can have sort of multiple screens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty fun. It's a lot of fun. It'd be much more fun in person for sure. Oh, it's, yeah. Wait till you see all the all the people down there, you know, hanging a yeah, hang out and you know, get some stuff signed. Of course, uh, pick your brains about all your amazing work. 
I mean, of course. And I've mean, been looking forward to getting back to Melbourne. I haven't been there in two years. I get oh, really? to start wearing black yeah. again, mate. They, they don't let you wear black in California. <laughs> <laughs> it's very sunny. It's very bright. Yeah, like yeah. That. The light is different. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, as an actor, I mean, you've done some amazing stuff, dude. Like uh, you, as you mentioned before, Apex Legends, you're the voice of Fuse, uh, Tia, Tire. I've always made. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, um, he's actually named after Tuesday. So Tuesday is Tears Day. And that's today. And that's today, baby. Yeah, there so you go. Been, he, no one's heard Tears' voice yet. And it's kind of interesting because Tears is part of God of War Ragnarok, which is yeah. coming out this year sometime. Um, they're frantically finishing the game, which is, it's going to be huge, man. It's going to be, it's going to be epic. Um, and yeah, so Tear is this, uh, what is he? He's um, nine foot six or something. Um, so yeah, big, big giant of a, of a, of a man. So that was a lot of fun. That was all mocap on the mocap stage here in, uh, in Sony's, um, Santa Monica lot. Um, and yeah, man, it's, uh, thank you. Yeah. I've been pretty blessed to come over here and, you know, I had a career in Melbourne or in Australia, yeah, yeah, yeah. did a lot of theater work, um, then a bit of film and TV, and then sort of came over here to, to work in film and TV and, and predominantly have worked in games, which has just been a blessing, as I said. How's the mocap stuff though? Yeah, I mean, how how's that, you know, compared to doing it, you know, the traditional way? Um, I think mocap is a lot. It feels to me a lot like theater. Um, mm. You know, it, it it is a lot about your physicality. It is all like one one take. So you'll have scenes that run like ten, you know, cut scenes that run, you know, eight to ten minutes, and it's all got to be in one take. And there's like, you know, up to ten people like running around this stage with you know, clothes that are too tight. So you gotta <laughs> make sure that you're, um, you know, you gotta make sure that you fit just so that you look like a big fat slob on the, on the soundstage. They call it a volume, um, the stage. And then, um, but then it's also like film because you have like the film camera in front of you. So you have mm. your mic up, you have the film camera like right here. So you can't do any like kissing scenes or anything because two people have like this big <laughs> camera in front of you. So you're always like mashing the cameras and stuff that's kind of funny um but otherwise i love it it's actually because when i came over here i did do a bit of film a bit of tv and film but um i i sort of missed theater a lot and this to me reminded me a lot of theaters it's the same kind of connection you have with someone else with one exception that is that my character is you know nine foot tall and so someone would walk around behind me with a big like my, my my face on a pole and so everyone else was looking up at my face and my eye line to everyone else was on their crotch. So that's a hard way to act with someone if you're looking at their crotch the whole time. Or an easy way, depending on which way you look at it. <laughs> but uh, he's, he's the Norse god of war, right? Yeah, he's the Norse god of war. And, um, you know, he's like originally kind of Odin is the all-father. But, yeah. um, but sort of going back in the law um, in the pantheon, Tyr was kind of the original god of all gods. He's sort of the mm. god of fairness and justness, um, justice, and uh, but also war. So he's kind of he's a little bit of an antithesis to to Kratos, who's like just an out and out badass. Yeah, and yeah, Tyr's yeah. A little more of a, a a measured a measured justice, you know, a measured rage is what Tyr's about. Yeah. So when it comes to obviously, you know, the Norse mythology. And, and creating this character, you know, you, did you have free reign? Did you get to play with the voice and, and his movements? And, and did you go back through, 
you know, Norse mythology and, and research and how, how deep does that go? Um, very deep, very deep. So I, I, you know, I'd already studied a lot of the mythology, a lot of the Norse mythology. And when I came to this role, when I first, like when I first came to this role, I actually thought it was for a completely different project. And cause they give you these auditions and they're like, all right, so he's, he's like a, he's a Sergeant at arms, you know, he's a bit of a military commander. Um, we're thinking like Midwest, you know, something, something like, and so I walk into the room as like Brad Pitt from like Inglorious Bastards, that kind of hard ass kind of yeah. dude. <laughs> Turned out to be completely different to that. But in terms of like building out Tia, yeah, like Matt Sofos, the writer, and Eric Williams, the director of that game, um, and and Corey Barlog as well, the um, you know, the master in chief. You know, they already have such a strong idea of what the what the story is and what the character is and, and how that character fits into. Kratos's journey and Atreus's um, journey um, and every other sort of character in that in that universe and so because it's um, I mean physically Tyr is very different to everyone else he's such mm. a big bastard but then you know from a from a voice point of view you do want your voice print to be slightly different and, and in fact like when I came to Tyr I was probably a little a uh, little too close to Kratos's voice in a sense and so I made some adjustments um, early on to find him. And then once he slots in, then you're just going to set every day. And he's just like, he's kind of there, but in terms of like his backstory and like, obviously Tia has some pretty famous, um, anyone who's, who knows North, Norse, Norse mythology knows that Tia, um, uh, one of the famous stories about Tia is he, um, Fenrir, the wolf had gotten free. And the only way to capture him was to the, the, um, the uh, they, they created this thread made from like cats tears and like crazy stuff. And the only way they could bind Fenrir was um, to put him in this thread. And the only way they could get him to stand still was for Tia to off, to put his hand in Fenrir's mouth and say, look, you know, it's not a trap. I'm just putting my hand in your mouth. And if, if it's a trap, then you can bite my hand off. And it was a trap. Uh, so Fenrir bit his hand off. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, you know, Tia, and then, you know, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of law that does fit into this game, yeah. but then, you know, Santa Monica studios, they depart from that whenever they want um, still keeping with the story they're building. And so, you know, Tia has a different journey again to what's sort of famous in law. Um, yeah. A lot of fun though. A lot of fun to find him. That's awesome. Do, I mean, obviously being that big of a character, do you sort of naturally go for that big deep voice? And the, I mean, is that, is that where you sort of start? That's probably, yeah, that's where I start. Definitely where I start. It's not where I ended up. Um, and in fact, like a lot of the, I think his nature and, and you know, not to give too much away, but where we find Tia when we first find mm. Tia, you know, he's been through some, he's been through some stuff. And um, so, you know, what does that do to a God who's been through a lot and is literally just trying to find his feet? Like what is, you know, where it, it's, it's a broken kind of um, situation and we find him in and where's he going to go from there, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, def that's naturally where you start. But then from the physicality point of view, <laughs> you, know, you get the suit on. Yeah. I'm six foot. So I'm, I'm not a short man by any stretch, but when you get into the volume and you start to uh, when you're standing on the, on the stage and you look up at the monitors around the stage and you actually see your character in relation to the other characters, yeah. And he's like, you know, four foot taller than the lead character. And then you go to walk around and everyone does this as soon as they get into mocap is the first thing you want to do is just like, you just do all kind of crazy moves. So, you know, I'm dancing around, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, 
like kicking a football. I'm like, what does it look like to bowl a fastball? It's, you know, it's, it's pretty funny. The Americans are sitting around, what the hell is this dude doing? What, you know, what is that game? Like, yeah, it's Aussie rules. Yeah. Um, it's pretty funny to do all that sort of stuff. And, but then, um, you know, the animation directors in there, they're mm. like, look, when you're walking, he's so tall that, you know, um, how do I put this? His, his legs are too close together. And so one of the kind of key things you've got to do is put a big old pair of balls between his legs and sort of open stance up and try and <laughs> the way you walk is very dictated by his, uh, his anatomy that you don't necessarily possess. If that makes sense. <laughs> That's super you interesting. Know, eh? Yeah. Didn't know it worked really, that way. Yeah. And that happens in every job I've ever done. There's always been a little key into yeah. the character and, you know, for Tia, um, you know, he's the God of justice. So, you know, the way he held his hands was key for me and, and, um, and what he did with his, how he walked with his, his thighs was kind of, and you would see it, you could see it straight away. As soon as you made that little adjustment to the way you walked as, as Ben, you could see Tia looked a lot more like menacing and, and kind of um, where he needed to be. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. the game though, I mean, you're saying before it, it was delayed because, um, uh, Christopher Judge, who voices Kratos, um, he had some health issues. Um, how how did you know? Obviously, his fellow actors and the team support him through that. You know, well, Chris, he's a you know he's he's legend. Like, yeah, man, he he's a big guy as well. Like, I remember walking on the set. He's I think he stands six two. And uh, we're doing the scene, which is the scene from the trailer where, you know, he picks, he picks me up and puts me on the wall and then Tia stands up and he's like four foot taller. But, you know, Chris picks me up the way we do it with the stunt work and puts me against the wall. And then I'm supposed to stand up another four feet, but I'm literally standing up on a box and I'm only like, you know, <laughs> this tall, tall above him. But, you know, he had just, um, uh, yeah, it was hip surgery or something. Yeah, There were two things. There was that. And then there was also the pandemic comes in and we're like, all right, mm. how do we shoot? Um, when you know it was pretty strict over here in terms of uh, the union over here and how you could work on stages and Sony was super careful about everyone and thankfully no one really um, got sick but um, half of it was that but you know he came on set and he had just had a hip operation I didn't even find out until like later but he was still like going at it so you know the man's made of stone Um, I love Chris Judge like he's a good friend of mine now and and um, yeah he I would do anything for him. Like, um, but then, you know, we'd be, we'd be doing scenes where we're literally running around and like jumping on the ground and like sprinting off. And at first he was a little ginger, you know, doing this. Yeah, yeah, understandable. But then after our break and we came back and the dude, I think he just like put on another like 20 pounds of muscle. And I walked in, I was like, just, I think it was Christmas time. So I was like, dude, you look stacked, you know, you just look like a, you know, like a linebacker in NFL is just like a monster. And I was like, I'd been working out. I was like, I thought I looked good at the time. And <laughs> he walks in, and I'm just like, all right, there's the real God of War. You know? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, another thing is we mentioned Apex Legends before uh, and Fuse. Yeah. He's, he's pretty Australian. <laughs> Fusey, Australian. bloody Fusey. Uh, what to say about Fusey? He, he is a mix between every, like, VB drinking 70s cricketer. I'm thinking like David Boone and all those boys. And like, you know, the better parts of the footy show. And then, but then also like a bit of Crocodile Dundee, a bit of Steve Irwin. And then, you know, and then he's a lot of my old man and my uncles when I was growing up. So 
And then you kind of got to drop him down a bit lower and just talk about explosives and not give a crap. Hey, and yeah. that's you know, <laughs> when he first came out, everyone's like, wait, he's, he's pretty Aussie. Why isn't he dropping the F's and C's? And I was like, wow, you know, I think it was mainly to do with um, the, the American sort of sponsorship um, laws, uh, not sponsorship, censorship laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's super Aussie. Um, and Sam, Sam Gill, who wrote, writes him, um, is a Kiwi, but he's an honorary Aussie as far as I'm concerned. Him and I had a lot of fun just, you know, working out um, the most Aussie things we could say. And one of them is a Melbourne reference, which very few people would get. And it's rhyming slang for head. And he says, um, um, uh, hold on to your 3KZ, mother load's coming. Oh. And 3KZ was an AM radio station in Melbourne in the <laughs> late 80s, you know. That's so funny. Yeah. I, I, guess, I guess everywhere the, the uh, Americans just want to, or everyone around the world who isn't Australia wants to, you know, know all about that. Because I, I guess we're a bit of a, I don't know, there's stereotypes about us down here. <laughs> well, I think like, you know, when I came over here, I was like, oh, geez, it's a bit sketchy. And because we we um, moved into a place in the east of LA. So, yeah. you know, um, Highland Park, which is kind of more gentrified now, but that was like, you know, a very heavily Hispanic gang area. Um, we were kind of outside of that Um but still a little dodgy, you know, we, we heard gunshots and there was definitely like sketchy sketchiness around us. And so when I moved to the States, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, gun violence is a real thing. And like, I just got to keep my wits about me. And man, if anyone ever pulled a gun on me, you know, I'd, I'd freak out and, you know, not to go into another story, but that actually did happen. Not a gun on oh, us, wow. but gun like right near us. And, um, we don't listen, mum. If you listen to this, that's you know. <laughs> but she, um, but um, but you know, then you talk to a lot of Americans. They're like, we ran into a guy here the other day, and he's like, look, I'm from New York. And he's like, tell me something. I, I want to go to Australia, but like, you know, the spiders really that bad. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we just, uh, Nari, my wife, she said, oh, look, as long as you don't go into the woodshed, you should be fine. Yeah. And, you know, don't worry about the big ones, worry about the little ones. <laughs> that's it it's true yeah. i was talking to a band uh i don't know if you have a band called necrogoblicon from oh, yeah, yeah. LA. <laughs> like awesome dudes and uh they've never toured here and i was telling them about drop bears <laughs> oh i love love yeah. the old, love the <laughs> and they were like what like, yeah man yeah drop bears and he's googling it <laughs> to him. he's like oh man <laughs> that's great that's yeah, great pretty- yeah, it's pretty good. So you um, you might know some some of the people I know because I used to I used to love a bit of metal. Yeah, yeah, I used to follow. I mean, I had a band in Melbourne in the in the nineties called Foot, but we played with guys like Rakane and Blood Duster and Christbait and Dude, yeah, Dude, yeah, Dude, yeah. You speak it. So you were in like death metal bands and stuff. Not death metal. We were like a we were more like a grindcore kind of little more not math rock like Rakane, but definitely like noisy guitar edged like yeah uh, man more like a, more like a bud kind of situation. Dude. Um, shout out to Brett O'Reilly, my old mate from Rakane. If he's listening, he might he might tune in. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I've seen you do your acoustic stuff like you're yeah. playing, but. Yeah, that's really cool, man. So singer, guitarist, obviously back. Singer, then. guitarist. Yeah, not a great singer. Used to blow my voice out every night. That was for sure. <laughs> part of the fun, man. It's part of the fun. Yeah. I do that now. I'm in two death metal bands, and serious. Yeah, I, I love, love it. That. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, man. 
Yeah, I actually grew up. So, um, so Jason Mashevsky is a friend of mine. His his brother Simon, who was the guitarist in Christpaid, um, and his friend um, Simon, his brother Simon, was my best mate growing up. So, you know, I'd I'd go over to Simon's. They lived in Woodend, and they'd just be like writing Christpaid tunes in the next room, like you know, God and like, um, yeah, sick. That's sick. incredible. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> always- I, th- I saw it was a metal, a metal shot. And I was like, dude, all right, let's get into it. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, I'll do a bit of everything. If you can't tell, yeah. there's the nerdy shit and the metal shit. So gotcha. <laughs> it's a I bit gotcha. of. I see the He-Man in the background. Is that there what is, is? Yeah, He-Man. There's a Hordak, and the rest is like Ghostbusters and Turtles and stuff, and then you know, nice. metal things. But uh, yeah. hey, to me. A lot of this goes uh, hand in hand. A lot of metal dudes love the nerdy stuff and the video games, and and I do find that a lot of metal vocalists uh, can transition over to the voice work stuff. I know I've known a few yeah. dabble in uh, voice work. Yeah, yeah, I um, it, I think there's a lot of that, um, especially for like I audition a lot for for monsters and mm. you know, so a lot of that guttural stuff, or and and like, dude, every every like combat game. There's always the efforts like auditions. So they give you all the lines that you've got to do. And then there's like efforts at the end. So there's like, you know, getting shot and dying by fire. And you're like, <laughs> so that you don't, you have to be trained so that you don't yeah, blow yeah. your voice out at the end of every audition. But um, yeah, it's pretty funny. Those effort sounds, they crack me up the way they get directed as well. Because sometimes they're, sometimes they'll ask for like, all right, so this next one, you're kind of like, this is just like jumping off a ledge. And like, as soon as I tell you this, you're never going to listen. If you play Apex, you're never going to hear Fuse the same way. But like Fuse, like dropping from height, the direction on that is like, he's kind of just taking it. He's kind of pooping. He's kind of taking a set of flying poop. You're like, huh? <laughs> you're like really going to use that? And they're like, yeah, it sounds like he's dropping from a height. It sounds like he's dropping something. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, that's that's something I want to get into. I'm I'm, I'm gonna look into it. I'm gonna look into doing some voicey stuff. You should, man. That that mic sounds good. That room sounds good. Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about it for a while, but who knows? Yeah. I don't know where to get into. I don't know where to start. But I'll, you know, maybe I'll do some real estate voiceovers. <laughs> oh, dude! Like, who yeah. knows? <laughs> yeah, in Melbourne, I was doing a lot of commercial stuff, yeah. and um. I'd have a, I had a job that I was going to during the day. And then at lunchtime, it was in South Melbourne. And I'd, uh, I'd go across the road to Triple M or Osteria and I'd do radio voiceovers and then come back to my job in the afternoon. So I just like just making two, two lots of incomes. Well, I, I hey, that's me. Usually me. I'm doing stuff uh, in the office at work on lunch yeah. breaks and, you know, and tagging back yeah. in and doing the thing. You got to do it, man. Where are you? Where are you exactly? I'm on the Gold Coast, brother. Oh, nice. Yes. Well, we're, we're coming up for the Supernova and Gold Coast as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but they I think they're promoting the Melbourne one. Of course. And then they promote the Gold Coast one separately. I don't know, but I'm definitely up there in Gold Coast as well. Oh, that'll be awesome, man. Hey, yeah. I'll be there. I be mean, around? obviously, I'm promoting the, the Melbourne one right now, but yeah. I'll definitely, definitely, what the hell was that? Definitely. Definitely, definitely be uh, up for uh, that. That Gold Coast one, because I go every year. Brisbane, Gold oh, Coast. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, come and say hello. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be really, really cool. But uh, so, another yeah. thing that you do is the the uh, General Hux. You're the voice of General Hux in That's the right. Lego uh, Star Wars and Resistance. 
my son, get this, my son's name is Hux. No and way. He's redhead as well. No way. <laughs> Just turned out that way. But yeah, he's out there somewhere. But yeah, uh, like, yeah, yeah, General Hux, he was um he was the first decent thing I booked over here because the first that Star Wars Resistance was uh we recorded that three well, kind of four years ago now. And then um and then that, that scene in, in Star Wars Lego um was recorded last year, I think, or just before you know the Christmas special came out. But yeah, they wanted a voice match for Donald Donald Gleason, and I just put this thing down like one of the you know numerous auditions. You just like throw it out there, and then they're like, "Yep." Then my agent calls me. He's like, "Yeah, you're going to be in Star Wars as a General Hux," and people say like that that term "fall off your chair." Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. like it wasn't like I fell off my chair because I couldn't function, but I definitely like <laughs> dropped to my knees. I was like, "Yes, we can book stuff here. It's great." Um, but that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a that was a ton of fun because it was pre-covid when we first recorded that we were all in a room like there was like a million dollars worth of microphones in the room um uh bobby who was in the room with me um what's his name bobby from uh, snl was like to the right of me and then this guy um uh d bradley baker who incidentally is yeah. like a master of yeah voices he he's his animal sounds are like he's the guy so he was opposite me and then there's like a few other casts in me and i was just like holy crap this is this is wild that would have been incredible because my son he loves that he loves obviously he's at that age where he loves all the star wars and and lego star wars and everything like that so when i told him i said i'd be talking to you he was like what i was like yeah yeah boy yeah yeah (laughs) yeah hux is fun i you know i don't have anything else coming up for him but uh you know disney i'm here i'm ready for that that general hux special there you go. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, you can dig pretty deep in that car. I feel, you know, I feel like they've they've sort of, even though he sort of died in in the end, you know. They, yeah. <laughs> but there's, uh, cool. there's lots to yeah. See, there's yeah. lots you could dig into it. Hear that Disney Disney Plus? Back yeah. that truck up. There's a um. There's a pretty popular hashtag on, in the Twitter sphere called Kylux, which is um um uh, shout out to my Kylux peeps, and that is where um that they ship Kylo Ren and General Hux as a couple. They're like, wow. They were at each other the whole time, but like, we think we know why they were. Yeah. 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 There's a bit of tension. Yeah. A lot of tension, (laughs) which is, which plays out in that Star Wars Lego scene, you know, it does. Yeah, it does. It's hilarious. (laughs) Oh man. So of course, I mean, what do you got coming up after Nova? um we will do nova in melbourne then uh uh yeah gold coast and then we fly back the day after we finish gold coast um there's some uh apex legends sort of next season stuff i've got to record uh we're still doing some stuff with ragnarok uh god of war so that'll come out and then there'll be all the media around that um there's a couple other games like these games like there's a couple other games but like you can't talk about them until like they announce them so like you just sit there twiddling your thumbs going i wish i could tell you about those two particular games oh come um, on mate it's me i wish yeah i wish <laughs> it's I, the only clue i'll give you is like i'm a huge skyrim fan like huge skyrim okay. i played, played all the fallout have 100 100 plus hours on skyrim uh and this is uh in that realm and uh, I'm just like, all right, you know, like a kind of like a Jon Snow kind of guy. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. 
trying to dig through the hints there. Yeah, go thinking, on. Hey, oh, mate, all right. Like before, before right. God of War was announced, like I couldn't give any clues. I'd say to my friends, all right, so what's one of the biggest games that's ever been made and they're making another one? I'm in that. And they'd be like, <laughs> hmm, I don't know. Couldn't be God of War. What about, mm? and I'd just be like, all right, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Is it Tetris? No. <laughs> and the lead voice in Tetris. Snake. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're way off, dude. You way off. Oh, mate, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll get it out of you on the Gold Coast then. Yeah, all right, mate. You get it over a beer, you can get it out of yeah, me. Yeah, that's how. Yeah. yeah. Mate, thanks for hanging on the show. It's been Cheers, awesome. I appreciate you, it. Yeah, yeah, likewise. Likewise, can't wait to hang in uh, on the Gold Coast. And for anyone out there, you know, welcome to come along, come and say hello. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll send out a few bloody knuckle clusters. Yeah, and Melbourne, of course, this weekend. Get your tickets. We'll have all the uh, links in the show notes. Brother, hey, have a safe flight, and we'll see you uh, very, very soon. Cheers, Nev. Take care, mate. You too, brother. Thank you, man. See ya. See ya. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 